Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Renovators, the business advisory show for real estate professionals. Now, before I continue, I've got a co-host staring at me and he wants me to introduce him. I think everyone by now knows you though, Bill, right? It's all about me though, isn't it? So he's going to introduce me first. It is. Bill, Bruce (laughs) Wills. You too. It's all about Bill. any airtime in this. (laughs) Used to be all about me. Now it's all about Bill. What, what do you What do you always say that I look like people with really hot wives? Is there, is there, is there a reason for that? Like, uh, just... help me out here, Rexy. <laughs> help me out here, Rexy. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the show. Now I've introduced Bill. How could we forget Persian princess Rex? I don't know Afrasiabi. why I have this name still. <laughs> it started. It's stuck. We're just going with it. Uh, Mine's Shanika now. I'm surprised Shanika, no one's brought that yeah, up lately. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Kmart. It was Kmart, Kmart for a while. Yeah, Kmart fizzled and phased. Now it's Shanika. You can't make your own nickname names though you made Shanika up you yeah this is true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make your own nickname up now enough bs talk let's talk about our next guest another super exciting and fascinating conversation rex bill oh. who wants to talk about our fantastic guest joe i'm happy to talk first because i interviewed him because it was i think it was the best episode of this whole series <laughs> but season but self-proclaimed <laughs> <laughs> probably uh we're talking about technology today um something that chanel knows a lot about because of a multiple facebook accounts <laughs> and instagram accounts but we're talking about technology in the real estate space and how important it is and i think instead of me introducing it might be bill because you know this guy too, don't he you? Is that, he's yeah, the Mark Zuckerberg of the show. Vaguely familiar, vaguely familiar. Now, now Johan is the CEO of PropTech Group, who I work for, so he's my boss. Um, and it's uh, it's been it's great to have him on the show and tell us all about. It. If anyone knows about PropTech in Australia, Joe's PropTech royalty. So it's great to hear from him and about you know what's happening in the marketplaces here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think we hear a lot from Chanel. <laughs> uh, let's go to Joe and the wonderful co-host who interviewed him. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Rex. Nice. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. How have you been? Very well. Very well. Dealing with lockdown, uh, as, as most of Australia is, but uh, getting through it and hopefully we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Ah, fantastic. Now, most people that may or may not know you, you're a CEO of PropTech, an uh, ASX-listed entity that's got the market share in real estate software. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got listed last year, I believe, and it's gone from strength to strength. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So um, I run a business called PropTech Group, uh, as you mentioned, listed on the stock exchange uh, in November 2020. Uh, And essentially what we do is provide market leading technology that helps real estate agencies, both residential and commercial, run their back office. So ultimately what we aim to do is streamline, optimise and wherever possible, automate the way that the back office is run. And in doing so, we're trying to build efficiency in the way that agencies run their operations and then by, by virtue of that, make their process simpler and easier for people buying, selling, renting properties. Our flagship products essentially help core agencies run their back office. So these are mission critical systems, primarily CRMs. It's a term that real estate agents use, but in in kind of tech speak, the CRM is a lot more than a CRM. It's more like an ERP system. So Mm. everything from prospecting for new vendors through to um, exclusivity and, 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 and appraisals when you're trying to pitch it to a vendor, through to listings management, advertising on the portals, managing your advertising on social, managing your IFIs, sales, settlement, um, as well as contact relationship um, um, management, in addition to trust accounting. So essentially everything you need to run a sales division. Uh, we also have property management in that as well. So typically a real estate agency has two divisions, mm. um, a sales division and a property management division. 
And often those are two separate platforms that don't necessarily talk to each other very well. So our flagship product, Vault, does both CRM and property management. And they talk well to each other. And they talk, it's a single view. So single view of a customer, single view of a property. So I could be a vendor, a landlord, a tenant, all, all at the same time. And both the visions can either see or not see that, depending on the configuration. Oh, that would be um, so essentially, the, our tool set help agents run their back office. We've got about 40% market share, actually over 40% market share now. So over 40% of agencies in Australia and New Zealand use our products to run their back office. Uh, and we also have a presence in the UK. But increasingly, what we're starting to do since, since listing is really help the agent beyond the everyday kind of contact. Uh, and that's things like marketing, so helping them do more than just realestate.com and domain, really extract the value that's inherent in their customer contact. How does data. a software do that? So if you think about um, every contact you've ever made with a real estate agent sits in a database somewhere. Yep. And whether it was five years ago, or whether you went for an open for inspection more recently, agents are getting better and through our software, not only ours, other CRMs are getting better at extracting value from that, from that database that lives in there. So, I don't have the exact number, but I would hazard a guess that we have more people in our databases as there are people in Australia when you when you include the duplications across all of our 5,000 agencies using our product. So if you think about that, um, that it's highly likely that within one of our databases, someone looking at realestate.com and inquiring for a listing already exists in that database. Yep. So I guess when we talk about how we use marketing as a, as a module to our add-on to our core, core systems is how do you extract that value? How do you find behavioral-based um, signals that are inherent in what your customers are already doing today. Now, these are things like going to realestate.com or domain and inquiring. Once they do, we know everything from that point on. We know whether they've opened an email that you've sent, we know whether they've visited your website, whether they've, how many times they've returned your call or picked up your call from your agent, whether they've been to an OFI, whether they've bid at an auction, for example. So all that data is really important in providing insights Invaluable. into you know, pre propensity to purchase. Mm. So. Inevitably, what we're trying to do more of is help agents match a buyer and a seller in a way that gives them efficient use of their time. Call this person because they're red hot. Um, this person you can touch digitally and allow them to, to self-service. Self so I guess to a large degree, we're looking at ways to extract value from the existing audience, uh, both digitally and physically. And that's mostly due to the fact that we can track their behavior um, in a non kind of big brother way, but in a way that actually adds value. Uh, for consumers, it's actually important too, because now, I'm not, if you've been through the process of your viewers have been through the process of buying, you know it's not that easy, especially no. in today's market where, where properties are selling themselves. So, and, and my personal experience, I bought a, a property I was telling you off air earlier that uh, mo most recently, and it took me a while. I had to rock up in my car, and yeah. say, I'm going to the auction. I'm really serious about buying this property. <laughs> well, yeah, that's okay, uh, but you know, re in reality, it, it, it was an effort. We we had an um, uh, expression of interest. Unfortunately, we were unsuccessful. And I remember speaking to the agent and saying, you know, we put in a fair bit of time and effort. You know a lot about me and my wife, my family, what we're looking for. Um, you know what my, my, basically my range is. We missed out on this property. Um, what have you done with all the data that you've collected in me, about me? And, and how, do we, how do we use that in a way? You know, when's the next time that this particular agent is going to have another property that's a perfect fit for me? Probably unlikely to be anytime soon. It could be, but it's more likely that another agent in, in the same suburb, suburb has the perfect property. So we've been thinking about ways of how can we match a buyer and a seller through the agency in a way that doesn't necessarily always require them to have to list on realestate.com or domain uh, in, in that instance. And that's really about using the value of the relationships that agencies have internally. 
Furthermore, we, we, we've also got a bunch of add-on tools. So whilst we have this kind of core capability that runs real estate agency offices, we know that on average, a real estate agent would subscribe to somewhere in, in order of 20 plus prop decks per annum, spending about $60,000 per annum. And some of those prop tech are quite niche. They'll, they'll serve some, pur some purpose, you know, making OFIs easier, um, perhaps contract management. And rather than us necessarily building all those tools, and we, we do want to build them, uh, we'll partner with them. So right now we have 700 integrations with third-party products that enable an, an agent to not have to use, leave our system rather, and use our system to do everything. So if they've got a contract management software that integrates well with your software, Absolutely. they need to log into something, log back into us, oh, amazing. Precisely, and I, I guess you know the, our competitors are starting to do more of that, but the industry is, is now realizing that in order for uh, an agent to be effective and efficient, then we need them to use multiple products uh, in a way that's really seamless. So we have an open API approach, which means that um, selected companies can integrate with us in a very deep way. And that's also, I guess, our M&A strategy moving forward is that given that we have, I guess, the gatekeepers to 5,000 agencies, uh, given we've got a 40% market share is- when And that's talk, the largest in Australia in terms of- By far of the largest in, in Australia. Um, and we've done that mostly through organic as well as acquisitive uh, growth. So there are some significant other players and, and we've got a lot of respect for them. Uh, I guess the challenge with our industry, particularly around prop tech kind of more broadly, is if you consider investment in prop tech over the last 20 years, by and large, a lot of that cash from, from VCs and PE firms has gone into portals, you know, the realestate.coms, the domains. And I, I guess the CRMs, I don't want to say they've been a kind of forgotten second cousin, but, you know, these are the mission critical systems that run agencies. And it's only recently that institutional money is going into those software providers and we're taking a more professional kind of institutional approach to how we're developing software. Well, that leads to income, doesn't it? The, the, the data, you need that data. Absolutely, absolutely. Like if you consider where realestate.com and domain go from here, it's, you know, in Australia, we've got this unique position of vendor paid advertising. You know, it's mm. not prevalent anywhere else in the world. So they, they effectively have got this beautiful model of having agents as on-sellers or, or resellers of their products. But at some point in time, you can't just keep cranking up prices. You can as property prices increase, uh, but at some point in time, there, there is a ceiling. So where they go from here is start to look at the ancillary products, start to look at everything that lives in and around the transaction. And I guess the fear, and I'm not saying this is the reality, but the fear is at some point, um, the portals will need to consider how they inject themselves into the transaction. And yeah. the fear is that maybe they become agents themselves. Uh, so if is that where you see the future? Because technology is a big part of all our future, especially in real estate, and we've seen such a big growth for the last 10 years or less. So where do you see the next five to 10 years? So it's a very good question. I guess if you look back on the last 10 years and, and the prevalence of technology and the impact it's had on how real estate agencies run, then there is there are certain threats that are coming and that probably most likely is the portals. Although if you speak to anyone, realestate.com or domain, they'll never say that we're going to become a real estate agency. But as they own more of the process along the value chain, then effectively the real estate agent's main goal is con is contacts and, re and relationship management, which to be fair is, is, is ultimately what we're trying to do too. And that's what your CRM does though too. Correct. And so if we can reduce the need for them to do manual work, you know, automatic manually sending an email or a reminder email, a happy birthday if it's someone's birthday. I mean, I sold my property recently through an agent uh, that has contacted me every year for the last 10 years just yeah. to say good day. Yep. You know, how are you going? Are you thinking about doing something? Uh, Was that via a phone call? Or what? Just via a phone call. Um, and and that, that was effective uh, because I, I built this relationship with the guy over time and I kind of built this, this trust. Uh, so I guess what we're trying to do from a prop tech group point of view is how do we help agents nurture relationships over time? Um, 
agents, you know, by virtue of the industry, are very much transaction. Mm. Uh, and then post-transaction, um, we need to provide technology and services to help nurture those relationships, warm those relationships, and keep them relevant. I guess when we look at agency and agents moving forward, we're seeing the adoption of technology kind of accelerating now with, with COVID. I mean, who would have thought two years ago that the, the, the um, concept of online auctions has been allowed for a long time. Yes. The concept of you know virtual tours has been around for at least 10 years, but have never really been adopted. COVID's forced our hands as consumers to move to this model. As a technology business, that's great because now we can track at even better uh, accuracy, just how long people have spent looking at a property, how many times they've been to an open for inspection and use that data to inform agents to make better decisions. So I guess to answer to your question more directly, over the next five years, the accessibility and use of data, I think will make agents a lot more efficient. Over the next 10 years, I think agents will become um, better at, or probably spending more of their time focused on relationships, doing what they do well, you know, selling, managing and nurturing those relationships. You know, whilst I think that there is a threat of REA and domain moving down the value chain and effectively allowing for freelance agents to become um, kind of, uh, ticket bookers or, 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 or deal closers, you know, I don't necessarily think that, that will happen. I think companies like ours are making it easier and better for agents to empower themselves. Uh, so we, we certainly don't look to displace agency. We're, we're about embracing the agency model and making it through the agent better for consumers. And most of our viewers are agents. And if from an agent's point of view, what should I do with this CRM program? What, what should I be doing differently than they're doing now? What should I be focusing more on, especially in a COVID or post-COVID world that's very technology-based? Absolutely. So I think in a COVID world, so right now, it's all about contacts, engagement with, with your audience. Given that you can't have the face-to-face -face conversations, you can't look people in the eye when, when you're used to and see them at an OFI and, and really warm them to um, whether they're interested in either buying or selling. So for us, what we recommend is a number of workflows, and that's part of core part of our systems or workflow automations. So a bunch of workflows that enable consistent contacting to consumers. How are you going? Here's, we noticed that you looked at a property, say in Hawthorne, here's some industry data about Hawthorne, some recent sales, some newsletters, and just find ways through our platform and through your existing platform, if it, if it enables you to do so, to engage with your audience, either digitally or through, through contacts. And your CRM allows them to identify that and it's not a cold call per se. It's absolutely, absolutely. So one of one of the core strengths of, of our CRMs, and this is both Eagle uh, and, and Bolt as our two primary CRMs, is the ability to create what we call live lists or segments. So based on behavioral traits, we we're able to create a live list of people that satisfy certain requirements. Now that could be that they opened up um, one of your new newsletters and there was an inquiry on a, on a property in the last 30 days or an OFI, visited OFI, consumed your, new, uh, uh, your, your emails or, or something of that nature. With that person, you can now start to personalize how you communicate with them through automated um, workflows within our system. So all you provide is some content. Uh, you can also pull data from third parties, you know, so you know, some existing uh, blogs or some existing uh, newsletters or, or information, as well as some core logic RP data. All those 700 integrations can be pulled in uh, into, into this. And your software network. allows them to do that? Or does, yes. does, that, does it require much work from their side? No, Is it's it? really just setting up those workflows. It's, it's really around designing the email. So if, if you've ever used something like MailChimp, for example, for your, your email communications and marketing. So our Designly tool, which is one of our core assets as well, is essentially a MailChimp-esque version of for property. So it's really right. drag and drop design of what you want. And you've got preset designs like yes, of and course. wording and stuff. Preset okay. designs, we have uh, content packs within Eagle. So we, we'll look at you know some of the sprukers and, and, and the experts 
that are, are running training sessions and they can replicate what they train in reality into content um, pieces that are contained within, <laughs> within, the, um, within the system itself. Joe, before we go, I want to talk about a new joint venture that um, PropTech has announced, PropPay, which is really interesting for me. Yeah. I've done my reading on it. I think it's going to revolutionize the whole industry. Can you tell us what PropPay is? Absolutely. So when we were looking at the workflow of a, of a typical agent, typically for sales, for the sales process, what we found was a, a gap between the way that, that FinTech and PropTech intersect. What was interesting in our research, we found that very few agents actually have even credit card payment facility capability within, within their organization. So that led to the advent of buy now, pay later solutions, which to be frank, have been around forever and a day within real estate agents, because typically an agent would either put it on their credit card or the vendor would put it on their credit card. So vendor paid advertising being one of the areas where buy now, pay later has been applied and there are existing incumbents in the space. Where we saw an opportunity was that really with PropTech Group and our systems, the CRM being at the core is the point of time that an agent is dealing with a vendor is through us. Mm. Uh, and the data that needs to come out for these third party solutions is essentially contained with us. So the purpose of PropTech is essentially to add payments platform, buy now, pay later solutions and cash flow solutions for both vendors and agents, as well as landlords and tenants. Um, this is a massive thing because we, we deal with a number of agents and Typically, marketing funds are funded by the agency and paid for once the property sells. And with the price of realestate.com domain and the like, and you know premium ads and stuff, that's that that expense is becoming significant. Absolutely. Now you're telling you're saying that you've got a solution for all agents yep. where they don't need to carry that cost for you know 60 days or longer. Precisely, and I, and I guess what we're what we're trying to solve here is that typically, um, if you're selling a property, uh, the, the either the agent or ideally the vendor will pay upfront for their vendor paid uh, advertising. To your point, absolutely. If you if you're going to get a, a priority listing on uh, REA and domain, then you're looking at upwards of six seven thousand dollars for your for your VPA. Particularly if you include styling, well, additional sorry, styling would be additional. If you include, I want to get to styling in a moment, yeah, I'll come That's to right. that as well. Yeah. Um, if you consider that you know um, photos, videos. So on average, what we find with our uh, data is the average VPA spend is about $3,000 to $4,000. And if you're selling a property, let's call it a million, $1.5 million property, that's a pretty significant expense, particularly for both the vendor as well as the agent. So with our first product is buy now, pay later, or, or pay now. So you can pay with a credit card, which means if you have credit card facilities, you can pay immediately, or the vendor can choose to pay either in installments or on settlement. Now, what this means is that through our technology, we can look at historical um, advertising schedules, look at what's worked best for this type of property in this type of area and recommend an advertising schedule that may be more expensive than what they could afford in a pay now solution and encourage the uh, the vendor to, to get the best result in order for you to get you know well above your so reserve. So it's like a lay-by effectively. It's effectively like a, a lay-by where we take vendor. a small clip. Uh, and it's essentially pay on settlement. So obviously- And what, what's the fees associated with that? So typically the industry charges about five to 5.5%. We're at, coming in at the lower end of that of, of 5%. And again, it's a paid by the vendor for the ability to pay later. Um, what we're finding also interesting in this space as well is that typically, you know, I'd hazard a guess, and I wouldn't know these numbers accurately, maybe six times out of 10, if not seven times out of 10, um, people will do pre-work on their property to get it ready for sale. So a lick of paint, a change of carpet, and some styling, for instance. And that could add so much in value, but some vendors can't afford it. Exactly, so with our system, we allow up to 2% of the property value to be attributed to vendor paid advertising, and it doesn't have to be just and advertising. with value, what do you 
So we'll take a, a we'll take a, bit, a, a multiple multiple ways that we'll determine that, but it'll either be the reserve price, for instance, okay. or it'll be um, guided by a CMA or, or, or evaluation of some sort. But it's a rough guide. Let's say two percent of your reserve. And you'll price. lend that to the vendor. Two percent of the property value, five percent fee, which yep. is very reasonable. Yep. Is there a term to that? So typically, it's a it's the settlement term. Yep. Uh, ideally, um, we're not capped at sixty days. We can actually go beyond the sixty days. But I think the the main point is that, that we can start to add more than just the realestate.com and domain listings and um, schedules to that is actually add things like styling, things like um, carpets or, or or paint. And that will make everyone's the vendor's life easier, the agent's life easier. It just makes the whole process precise. And I think for agents, an important point here is that if you go through the perfect workflow, an agent comes to a property and says, "This is great. You should consider some new carpet. Um, come back when you when you see me. But please sign this authority form now." And as a vendor, I'll say, "Well, let me let me come and do the carpets, and I'll come back and sign that authority." So what we're hoping uh, as a, as part of this product is that agents will be able to secure exclusivities with the um, pre work being done included in part of the advertising schedule. Wow. So you, you know, de-risk them changing their minds or moving to another agent at the point of sale. So that's the first product in, in the Prop A suite of products. The second is early release of commissions. Oh, so, we so you're gonna fund commissions? Yep, in, in, in wow. certain circumstances, we can fund commissions, again, with the same parameters based on taking the funds out of settlement. Yep. So early release of both agent and or agency commissions. So it's not restricted to just agencies. Um, and then the next product is early release of deposits. So, you know, For we're talking now in, in Victoria and, and we have a section 27. 27, 28 here. days at least. And yep. uh, but in other states around Australia, that, that isn't always true. Mm. So with an early release of deposit, again, same concept, we can factor in and a loan um, direct with the vendor based on settlement and actually release those funds to vendors. They're three of our primary products and there's a swag of products that are coming out to service the landlords, that's renters, a, all around this kind of factoring and, and cash flow solutions. That's amazing. Like it's gonna really change how the whole industry works and makes life for agents easier and their cash flow so much better. Well, I think the, the other point that, that I didn't mention is why we think this will work for us is that it is all fully integrated into our CRMs oh. and fully automated. So you. once they're signing an authority that will generator for you yep. does it go for a pre-approval loan process and the like or yeah, is so it very we, straightforward no no it, it's straightforward we still obviously go through the the standard regulatory things to de-risk it both from ours and the and the uh the agent and you know certainly what we don't want to be is an afterpay for for real estate because there, you know there's there's a lot of regulatory issues around that where, where we, we're different is we'll go through a know your customer so a kyc process we'll go through a credit check all automated in the background and then our relationship, it would be between PropPay direct with the vendor in the instance of VPA. So the agent's not involved The agent doesn't say. need to do anything. Either. Oh, so All they're not going to be background. responsible, liable. No. They'll help the vendor with the introduction yep. and... Well, it's all get, automated. So oh, um, essentially, better. if you can imagine um, signing the authority on, on the glass, uh, one of the um, segments or one of the sections of the authority is a pre-approved vendor paid advertising. There'll be a button on there or the uh, vendor will get a text message saying, how would you like to pay? Pay now with credit card or pay later? That's what managed through our system. So the vendor, need, uh, the agent need not do anything. Again, using those workflow automations I spoke about earlier, all this just happens. And the best part of it is it all reconciles automatically into their trust account. So wow. no work, extra work required for the agent to provide a better service ultimately to, uh, to vendors and, and, and buyers. Sounds. The future. Sounds like the future. We hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joe, again, for coming on the show. It's, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot from it myself. Hopefully the viewers have as well. And I can see bright things in the future.
appreciate you having me on. Thanks Absolute very pleasure. much. Thank you, Joe. Cheers. Another really good conversation. I mean, technology is a talking point for any every industry, right? Everyone's trying to evolve and transform the technology of their businesses to make it smarter, better, faster. Um, but something we really learned from Joe in this episode was technology's impact on real estate. And I think you can add a lot to that conversation, Bill. Yeah, well, one thing that we always say at PropTech Group is that, you know, technology is not the end in itself, it's the means to the end, right? So it, we don't think that technology is gonna completely re re change or, or change the uh, real estate sector completely. We think that it's gonna improve it and it's gonna help streamline and optimize the processes of real estate agents so they can concentrate on doing what they're good at and what they like doing, which is helping clients. Absolutely. I think it's all about streamlining, right? It's not taking away from the industry. It's just making it better. Yeah. And it can be used for any sector. I, I think a lot of people should learn from this too. Look at technology Look at technology for a way to improve your business and make the efficiency better for not just your customers, but internally and increasing revenue. Absolutely. I think a lot of people can be frightened by technology, but in the end, it's, it's you know, causing rapid growth, right? Yeah. And that's sort of hand in hand with the rapid growth of PropTech well, Group, right? Yeah, well, it goes with, uh, you know, our, our entire model is predicated on the success of real estate agents. If real estate agents don't succeed, we're in trouble. And, you know, and our model is around, first of all, what does a real estate agent need to run their business? Well, the first and the main, most important thing is the CRM, right? Everything runs out of the CRM. They can't list a property on the portal. They can't run their sales team without a CRM. And then once you've got control of that CRM, then deeply integrating all the other products and services that they need into that CRM. So it's one point of data entry, simple usage, single view of customers, single view of property, so they can run their entire business from that one platform. And that's just, a, just an example of what technology is doing. And in the I sector. think it's important that we note that any business, because I'm, I'm not in real estate, I'm in law, but we use a CRM and we need to look probably more into our CRM programs mm -hmm. and see how better we can utilize it. And I think a lot of real estate agents or anyone in business doesn't realize they do have CRM programs, but they should really delve into it and see how much extra they can get out of it, how much, in, mm. in, in, how much you can increase the efficiency within the firm. Yes, CRMs aren't what they used to be. You know, yeah. they used to they used to be a, a place to keep information of your clients, maybe send you a reminder here and there. You know, our CRMs, they don't just send you reminders, they actually execute tasks. So if it's like, oh, when this certain thing happens, a letter should be sent. Used to be used to get a, a, a message that said, send this letter. Now the letter just gets sent, right, automatically. So it's not something that the agent has to think about. And that's where we talk about streamlining and optimizing processes. But I think you, you work inside it, so you know how it does. But I think yeah. from an outside point of view, you don't realize what your CRM program sometimes do or can do. Absolutely. I think they can, you know, hugely impact the profit of your business. The other day I had a new job come up, right, Rexy? So a brand first. new role. <laughs> 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 um, and within you know five minutes and two clicks of a button, that job was blasted out to 500 people on my CRM that matched the keywords that I had in that job description. From that, three candidates came back, two were interviewing, and one can potentially get an offer. Now, if we don't look at that, if I didn't utilize my CRM, how many calls would I need to make? How many emails would I need to send? Do you know what I mean? Like the importance of a CRM and not just having a strong one, but understanding how to use it is is one of the a huge fundamental to success in the real estate industry. Yeah, and it's not just a CRM, right? CRM is just a starting point. But you look at, Joe talked a bit about PropPay, which is the new payments platform and payments platform. And a lot of people have got payments platforms now in real estate. It's buy now, pay louder, right? It's different. Basically, the payment platforms out there now are being able to do the buy now, pay later system. But with PropPay, what we've developed is a system where the 
agent can sit in front of a, a vendor and say to them, with your vendor paid advertising, do you want to pay now? And there's a merchant facility set up through PropPay or do you want to pay later through the buy now, pay later system? There's also commission releases so that when you get an unconditional contract and you get commission, the agency or the agent can get the commission the next day. These are all wow. systems that are improving the lives of, of, of agents day to day um, so that they can concentrate, they don't have to stress about all those other things and just concentrate on what they need to do, which is generate more business. List and sell. Yeah. Leverage. And learn your CRM program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't be afraid of technology. I think that's what a lot of business owners are afraid of, that technology is going to override their business. But in the end, it's not. It's going to make your business faster, smarter, and more efficient. Fascinating conversation. It is. And just look at the uses of technology for a show like this that actually maybe makes us look a little bit smart. Except when you posted one, <laughs> except when Bill posted one clip for our video <laughs> promo three times, right? And did a horrible, I've never done a selfie video in my life and that was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. We'll let the brains of this outfit finish this off. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Thank you. See you, See you guys. guys.